What's this? A podcast for my ears. What's this? TV of yesteryears. What's this? Dissected while they're thinking with the drinking and coherence disappears. What's this? What's this? What's this? The swearing in this pod? What's this? The language? Oh my god! What's this? Of bullshit, they're the fountain. There's more drinks than I can count. But by the end of all this rambling, will they get to Peggy Mount? What's this? The hosts are getting names wrong. They haven't looked them up. They're busy filling glasses to have another sup. Mistakes in every episode. I can't believe the nerve. And in my bones, I feel the moans. They surely both on today's Leaky Lords. Yeah, I think my issue is that Bullseye feels a runaround for the parents of the kids on Runaround. Who the f- Who made a game show out of darts, for fuck's sake? This might as well be called uh. Name That Whippet, the patronising bastards. Nobody else is using the mic. That effectively, we've given Marty Kane the talking stick. And fuck me, is she, is she going to use it? In one. Some sophisticated hospital measuring apparatus. What? Yes, a stadiometer, apparently. It, lo- it looks like a thing that you stand next to and someone goes, four foot. Are you all right? Hello and welcome to the Peggy Mount Calamity Hour, episode 10, what used to be Maggie's Den. Yes, that's right. It's our Christmas special and I've been on the brandy sauce. I'm Dr Velvet. I'm Blackout. And I'm Ozzy Bognops. And he slept on the Z-bed. And we're here to talk once again <laughs> of Televisual Delhi. Yes, hello you. Thanks for joining us for our casual cultural critique of Christmas television, where Britain's best-loved battle axe is never far from the tree, because here, all roads lead to the mountain. If you're new to us, you can find info links for the programme we're discussing over at PeggyMountPod.com, as well as links to our socials and all the places you can listen and subscribe. Before we phone to double-check our reservations for the drunk tank, I've got to ask, what are we drinking? Well, I wasn't telling lies. I'm, I'm drinking so brandy sauce. So it's viscous and harming, but therefore... <laughs> but, but no, what I've done, well, I've been inventive. You know how I like to get a little bit creative. So I've got You've this... You've thinned it out with more brandy. Yes, yes, <laughs> but... No, but listen. Yes, that's right. It's fizzy. I put it in the soda stream. Good Lord. I am a pioneer. Blackout, what's touching your lips? I'm on the Harvey's Bristol Cream. Ah. Yes, of course, of course. And that's a favourite of Mr Bognops. Are you on that tonight or something different? I have changed this evening to a different tipple tonight. Oh. I have gone oh. to the other end of the cabinet and I am now on the port. Ah. Excellent. Yes. Outstanding work. Absolutely. Any uh, any delightful cheeses to go with it? Uh, yes. Bleu d'Auvergne, Tom de Brebis, Saint Nactaire, whatever the hell that is, and 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 Dairy Lee. Nice. Excellent. Good. Nice nice bit of quality in there. Um, Dairy Lee out of the Fortnum's hamper, obviously. No, 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 no. Dairy Lee out of me hands because they serve it with a spoon down at Little. The interesting thing about Dairy Lee, when it's in the little cardboard packet what does Aye. it remind you of tell me what it reminds you of it's it's christmas it reminds you of trivial pursuit it, you're wrong you're all wrong oh, i'm gonna not. give i'm gonna give you a reminder <laughs> let's see what's on peggy's christmas prize board in one and that <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> 
Yes, Bullseye was the seminal darts game show from ATV Central, presided over by Jim Bowen and running on ITV from 1981 to 95. The format comprises three teams, each consisting of a darts player and a quiz contender, who combine their skills to compete for cash and prizes, while former stand-up Bowen keeps things moving along in his trademark lugubrious style. Tonight we watch the celebrity Christmas special, originally broadcast at 2.15 on the afternoon of Christmas Day 1988 on ITV, in which Jim has got some comedic competition. All I'm saying is, here we go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here we go. Because I yep. love Bullseye. Love Bullseye. Absolutely. And we've got Christmas-themed titles. The Whack. Yeah. The Whack. It's just, sit down. Sit down. Your Christmas is starting now. And all you before need... We, before we judge this particular episode, then. Yes. Ozzy, were you a fan of Bullseye when you were little? Not at all. Okay. Not one bit. Not what the hell's wrong one with you, man? Rice grain size. I'm just What's trying to gauge you? the temperature of the water before I go wading in. That's all. Because bullseye meant school tomorrow. It meant bath. It meant homework. Okay. But okay. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. However, you also like it, Doctor. My great issue is I would watch it and it would make me want to do my homework and go back to school and have a bath. Yeah, I think um, my issue is that Bullseye feels a runaround for the parents of the kids on Runaround. Who the f- who made a game show out of darts for fuck's sake? This might as well uh, be called Name That Whippet, the patronising bastards. Well, Did you I say think... that, the, the hmm. guy that made up the, the series was a stand-up comedian called Norman Vaughan. Now, yeah. interestingly enough, he made it up on the hope that he would get to present it. Wrong! <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, this is not Norman Vaughan. Golden shot, Norman Bourne. Yes, swinging, dodgy, roses grow on you, all that stuff. Yep, that's the very man. He invented Bullseye. He did indeed. In a gay club with the producer Peter Harris, who did the Muppets and Tiz Was and all the rest of it for ATV Central, and that is where they conceived Bullseye. Two seconds, because have I been glue sniffing on the community centre steps? Or did you just say that? (laughs) What in the name of God? (laughs) Absolutely, that's 100% true. <laughs> that's that's beauty. That, that's, that's showbiz beauty. As are the audience, by the way, for the show. Jim comes down the stairs, clearly pissed. Um, <laughs> we, we, get a, we, we, we get a really, really bad bit of banter between him and a floor manager. And then, kaboom, kaboom, it's everybody's Christmas. It's Marty Kane in a box. Uh-huh. <laughs> I always found Marty Kane slightly terrifying as a child. There's a level of needless aggression to her which always put me on edge, like she's about to pull out a sharpened screwdriver and have a go at you with it. I do think she's perfectly suited to a programme like this, though. Well, it's she interesting. Is. For me, it's the fact that this is clearly a holiday programme for ATV Central's contracts department because she was doing new faces and everybody else on the entire programme was a central contact artist. Can I just point something out? Because once that, once that gift box opens... And Marty Kane comes out of it. She's got that mic in her hand. Uh-huh. Nobody, nobody else is using a mic. That effectively, we've given Marty Kane the talking stick. That's right. <laughs> and she never and lets fuck, go of it. And fuck me, is she is she going to use it? She she's going to use that. She's going to use that until the earth burns out. <laughs> anyway, we move on, and it's over to our celebrity guests. So we've got Roy Walker uh, from off of Catchphrase. Now, was he on Central's books? Because I've got that down as Television South. It was TVS, but he was okay. also... He did stuff... He did 
a program on Central, I think. I can't remember what it was, okay, but he okay, did one. Okay, no, that's fine. He's on with um, Bob Anderson, the darts player. Then you've got uh, Bob Holness from Bob. Central TV's Blockbusters. Oh. He comes uh, across as just a lovely bloke on this. Yeah, he really does. Absolutely. Does he? He's on with Eric Bristol, one of the darts players on this who can actually properly fucking play darts. And then last down the steps is the darts player, Jockey Wilson, accompanied by your favourite Dr Velvet, Les fucking Dennis. There's your nervous impression right there, straight out the fucking gate. It had to happen, didn't it? It had to happen. That's because you complained about it not being in the Russ Abbott show. Here it is. He's here. He's doing it for you. Oh, you yeah. can't. Yeah. You, it's Christmas Day, and like all annoying toys on Christmas Day, once Absolutely. the batteries are in, they're switched on. You can't fucking switch it off. Jockey talks about the fact that he's moved to the northeast. That's why Les Dennis. That's why Les fucking Dennis keeps going. Why, I man? Indeed. In a in a in a Scouse accent, which of course. I don't helps. really know. Why, I man? I don't really know. Why, I man? Shut up. And his his impression of Bowen, frankly. I wanted to melt myself down as I was watching it. <laughs> because, because Christ on a bike. No. I wanted it's to Christmas. melt Jim Bowen down just to be sure. I don't know if you've noticed, but the audience are talking amongst themselves the whole time. <laughs> ah, I wondered that. <laughs> right up until they all sit down and Jim starts ans- asking the questions, the audience are talking amongst themselves the entire time because they're bored to shit with what's in front of them. I think that's part of the working men's club aesthetic of the whole thing. Whenever you've got a turn on, all the lights are up, so everyone's still just talking like there's no happening. Uh-huh. But this is not a remake. This is not the Wheel Tappers and Shunters reboot. This is <laughs> no. this is Bullseye. <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway. Yeah, I've got yeah. to say, when you, um, when you look at the set, mm. speaking of such matters, it's all like neon and pastels. It is. That set dressing, that's regional TV's idea of what national television would look like. Absolutely, oh, indeed. If they had twice the budget, in fact, uh, I don't know. It's a little known, uh, little known fact that neon and pastels was the first act on the Norman Vaughan edition of Wheel Tappers and Shunters. <laughs> there you are. There you go. The first dart thrower plays, and Marty, of course, as hostess, is over at the board, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, she decides to throw in a bit of dart commentator parody. Take your time, relax. And the audience laughs. Whoa, whoa, there's your first mistake. Woomph. Because she takes that as a green light to repeat every God-given word for the next 30 minutes solid mind. Bit trivia for you. Contrary to urban myth, Bob Holness did not play saxophone on Baker Street, but Jim Bourne played the drums on the B-side. Big change in the weather. It's true that. Uh, You can look it up. I think I'd better. So we get through the second round. Marty's still banging on, of course. Uh, then we get to um, we get to the part where they bring on, in the typical show, they bring on a guest dartist, if you like. Um, oh. See what I did there? Uh, <laughs> to uh, to throw for charity. In this time, they thought we're spending no more money, mine, because look at what it's cost us here for Bristow and Wilson and the rest. Uh-huh. And they bring on Tony Green in, and it's forgivable because... What a beautiful pair of ivory slacks. Yes. Right. <laughs> and the pinkest Abs- pink pattern oh. jumper you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Do you know what you know what shade of pink that was? The pink wafers that you get in a family circle box of biscuits. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's at this point, because he's throwing darts, he, he self-commentates. Yeah. She's already had the go-ahead from the audience that she's allowed to sort of chip in witty little sort of observations. 
and at this point it just turns into repetitions. Yeah, unfortunately, at this point, she turns into one of those um, little um, those little toys that that mimic what you say back to you. Uh, no, I, I mean, at this point, I am thinking, Marty, shut up! For the love of God, shut up! But she yes. carries this on. She carries this on for the rest of the show because obviously Tony yes, hangs around, and he then commentates, reads out the scores. You know, whenever someone yeah. scores, and she repeats it all within about a quarter of a second of him saying it. You know, like you'd be hilarious doing it at school. Yes. yes, just like repeating someone, yes. she just that's her, that's her for the rest of the program. She's fucking looking none of them darts landed in her mind. Yeah, she got him. She got on me nerves that much doing this that I started to like Les Dennis. <laughs> <laughs> well, do you know what it is? I was thinking at this point, okay, maybe she's gonna sing. Maybe that's why she's here. And all of a sudden, they're going to say, well, what do you do? And she was going to say, well, I sing. And the band was going to play the introduction, and she was going to start. No, part three, we'll get a choir. Christ, literally. They are singing out of ka-ha-ha-ha-hoppy-right. <laughs> <laughs> One minute, 18 seconds of a choir, filmed probably in February 1974. All I'm saying is this entire concept was dreamed out of the same culture where it's acceptable to have a quiz where the prize is some meat. Yeah, did, oh, I mention, yeah. did I mention <laughs> that? I've just, ha- I've just had my snobbery in for a service. <laughs> <laughs> it's been buffed to a fine shine, sir. <laughs> then we move on to the, the little charity bit, as we say. Tony Green, he's, he's throwing money for charity. What a wily little trickster. Normally they have to throw three sets of darts. In, in nine darts they have to get yeah. hundred no, 305, I think. <clears throat> and he, he threw four sets of darts oh, and they got I... more money, which is fair enough. Uh, into the prize board, into charity mode for the prize board, ladies and mm-hmm. gentlemen. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, what they're um, in this prize round, the prizes mm-hmm. that they win are going to right. uh, Birmingham Children's Hospital. Mind, he is where he's worth his money. Bristol, man, he clears up. He clears oh, up. Yeah, he pierces it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bristol, straight off the bat, first dart. Bang, bullseye, right Absolutely. in the middle. Yep. Yep, exactly. And the prize is a 28-inch TV, a video cassette recorder, and, in the words of Jim, a series of Disney films. Yeah. I don't know if this means... When he says series, I think he just means like a loose collection. I don't think yeah. like their franchise output was quite what it is today. You know? no, um, no. But yeah, the, the, the bullseye... The hardest bit to hit on the entire board, you know, the bit with like the least surface area. The biggest prize on the board here is a telly, a video, and some tapes. Right. This mm-hmm. means it's automatically better than any other prize on that board. Remember that for the for what comes later. Oh yeah. Yeah. And can you Have tell it. us what comes later? Oh, I certainly can. It's in one. Some sophisticated hospital measuring apparatus. What? Yes. A stadiometer, apparently. It, it looks like a thing that you stand next to and someone goes, four foot. And then someone else stands next to it and you go, three foot. That's it. That's all that is. I don't know, I don't know how that's sophisticated, but okay, maybe it's got a readout on it that wasn't switched. Maybe it wasn't plugged in because they had to have it in the middle of the, the Christmas set they built. I don't know. Looking at the fact it was a sort of box structure, a tall box structure, I thought they were going to open it and Marty Kane was going to come out of it. So... Um... <laughs> With a tape measure. <laughs> Next up, and I I love this one, and I'm quoting directly here, a special wheelchair specifically for hospital use. 
How is this, Jim? Is it a hover chair what, or something? What, yeah. what, do, what do the fucking wheels lock when you go over the metal strip in the car park? What the fuck? <laughs> it is. <laughs> After that, that's Bristow done. We get Holness throwing then. We do. Now bear in mind, Holness, not a darts player, barely even a fucking quiz master. So, what is the uh, what's what's the first thing he wins? The first thing he wins is. Uh, my approval my approval <laughs> that's what he wins because I love Holness me he's yeah, lovely I'll, I'm with you on that but he also wins a useful portable television <laughs> useful let's just yeah. examine that that should have been in the I, fucking I words round a yep. useful yep. portable television has anybody had a useless one <laughs> yeah next up Holness throws a dart and again I've got this in quotes a special alarm to monitor baby's heartbeats what I like, right, is how central TV, central television, have equated the value of this with a fucking fourteen-inch portable telly. Yes. <laughs> in terms of, in, in terms of what's on the board, in terms of what's going to be the fucking best for right. Birmingham Children's Hospital. He's right. It's the truth. A special truth. alarm to monitor baby's heartbeats. Well, it, 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 it's good, but can I watch Coronation Street on it? No, no, you can't. No, right. Into fucking slot number three it goes. <laughs> Fuck me. <coughs> so then, because Holness has put one of his darts into Tony Green's thigh, we get Bristol coming back up to well, the uh, He up puts to it the in Tony again. Green's thigh, and then all you hear is... <laughs> as he slowly deflates. Is that the sound of a deflated ivory slack? It is. <laughs> one side, one buttock. <laughs> can, we, can, we, can, we, can we hear it again, Bognop? This is... Li- listener... This is the sound of a deflating ivory slack. I don't know about you, but that's my next text ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) I won't charge you much. Thank you. And the final prize in this section... Yes? A brilliant selection of duvets and covers. Now, one, I will be the judge of what's brilliant. Thank you, Jim. (laughs) Duvets Duvets and covers. You're giving fucking blankets to a hospital. Is this entire section just a pointed dig at the government of the day? Is Birmingham, is Birmingham Hospital exempt from NHS funding or something? For 1988, it's good television. Yes, yeah. it is. Does that sound patronising? It's meant to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bognops, how many so, pegs are you going to throw at the dartboard? Well, Doctor, um, before uh, <laughs> before Blackout starts sticking them in his neck. Um, I am going to give this three out of nine. It's too strained. The Beeb's Christmas was always better. The only reason it didn't get zero pegs was because of the duvets. <laughs> um, okay, uh, blackout. How many pegs? Um, I think this is absolutely fine for what it is. I just don't particularly like what that is. Four out of nine. <laughs> and how about yourself, the good doctor? Woof. There we go. Nine. Because you can't beat a bit of bully. And I don't care what happens. In any part of the universe, Bullseye reigns supreme. I love this show and everything it's about. There you are. You've taken... My flabber has never been so gastered. I'm sure I'm it has. looking happens. forward to you completely re-recording that bit for the final edit. I don't believe that for a fucking second. <laughs> <laughs> No, 
I'm telling you, I absolutely, that is. Nine that out is. of fucking nine. Nine out of fucking nine. I'm telling you now. Bullseye. I'll tattoo. I'll tattoo the Bullseye logo on my arse. I'm going to email Les Dennis and let him know. Do it. Do it. And f- tell him to come up and help me put the tattoo on. Right. <laughs> anyway, let's go to Steps Up the Dartboard. Aussie Bognops, how many is it going to take you? Well... This episode of Bullseye is helmed, as always, by Jim Bowen, who featured in an episode of The Jim Davidson Show, along with... Chaz and Dave, who provided the signature tune for In Sickness and In Health, three episodes of which starred... Brenda Cowling, who also rolled up in the Desirable Residence instalment of You're Only Young Twice with... Peggy Mount. All right, Father Christmas, you've got till ten! Well done. So, Dr Velvet, you've heard mine. Let's hear yours. Let's do it. In three. So, yes, in charge of the arrows here is the one and only Jim Bowen, who starred in Muck and Brass with Mel Smith, who was in the A Star Is Born episode of Minder. Next to... Glyn Edwards, who appeared alternately as both a burglar and a policeman in You're Only Young Twice with... Eggie Have a good man to confiscate your sack. Fabuloso. Fabuloso. Lovely stuff. Absolutely, absolutely. Good Oh, All right, Blackout, your good self. How many steppos on the Yockey is it going to take you? I can also do it in three. Calling the shots and handing out prizes, here is Jim Bowen, who was invited to a couple of Knowles house parties in the early 90s, as was June Whitfield, later to be a long-standing feature of Last of the Summer Wine, next to Joe Gladwin, who was in the foundling episode of You're Only Young Twice with... Peggy Mount. Don't say a word! Don't utter! Get up those stairs. Threads. Threads everywhere. I'm all of a tangle with these threads. That's it for the end of episode 10. Give us two seconds, because the, the fizzy brandy sauce a la Soda Stream, it's kicking in, mate. It's oh. kicking in. I, to quote Richard Bryars in The Good Life, it's hurting the back of my eyes. <laughs> to quote Margo Mar- Mar- in The Good Life, it's curdled as absolute fuck. Right? <laughs> Absolutely. With that, Blackout's got your socials. Yes, thanks once again for being with us. If you'd like to get in touch, you can email PeggyMountPod at gmail.com or we are PeggyMountPod on Twitter and Facebook. It's as simple as that. It really is. We're off. Back tomorrow. Fun? Yeah, exactly. Join us again tomorrow. Velvet, Blackout and Bognops with you. It's our Christmas shambles. It's nearly over. It's (laughs) Just stay with us. It's nearly over. You're nearly there. You're nearly there. Just remember... The Peggy Man Calamity Hour is a free podcast from Michael Media which holds production copyright. Opinions and recollections expressed are not to be taken as fact. The title and credit music is by Dr. Velvet. Audio segments and television programs are presented for review and informational purposes only under fair use, and no ownership of these is claimed or implied by this show. For more information, visit PeggyMountPod.com. 
Shall we go for the mool? Yeah, we'll go for the mool. Yes. The um, replay 2000 is more than just a stylish gift. Actually, the avocado sounds rather nice. The avocado farcita. You see, with the replay 2000, you can rub out and start again. I'm quite a farcita. <laughs> And again. And again. The Replay 2000 from Papermate. It's a perfect yeah, I gift. I say, might I change my mind? Don't you know someone who could use one? Come on, time to open the presents. I know which one I'm going to open first. <laughs> I'd never have guessed. Let's get the others. Harvey's Bristol Cream. The best sherry in the world.